Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast. I am so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for being here today. For those of you guys who are new here, my name is Taja and I started this podcast in 2019 when I had a blog sharing information that helped me when it comes to really just achieving my own fitness goals with type 1 diabetes and not being able to find that information that I was looking for. So I thought, hey, why don't I just turn my blog into my podcast because I was finding that I'd literally be driving down the road or like something would pop in my mind that I wanted to share. And it was easier for me to just record it on a voice note than take the time to like pull over and write it all down. And so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to start a podcast where we can connect deeper and I can share all of these helpful things that have helped me with you. And now we're here. So thank you so much for being here. And if you enjoy this episode today, please do take a second to rate and review this podcast. Leave me a quick review. Let me know what you enjoy most about listening to this podcast or what your biggest takeaway is from this episode today. It would mean so much for you if you would take the time to do that. Um, it takes it just takes a couple of seconds and honestly, that is how this podcast has grown and been able to reach other people who would also benefit from hearing this content. And I wanted to share this one review that came in from NatC1218. She said, loving this podcast. For someone who is very knowledgeable on T1D, you're still going to learn, listen to this podcast maybe learn and listen. I don't know. Taja gives such good advice. It's personalized to what we go through on the daily. Thank you, Taja. I wish, honestly, okay, thank you, first of all, Nat. Thanks for leaving that great review. And I wish when, like, right when I read it even, I'm like, I wish that I could just comment and be like, thank you. But I obviously I can't do that on this medium. So Nat, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to leave me a review. It really does mean the world. And it honestly made my day when I read that. So when you do take the time to leave a quick review, not only do I appreciate it, not only does it make my day, but it is a way that will help to expand the reach of this podcast and makes it possible for other people to find this show as well who would also benefit from hearing this content. And if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please take a second to subscribe because that way you won't miss out on upcoming shows and bonus content. Thank you so much for your support of this show. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. All right, today looks a little bit different because we are taking two of my clients' diets and we are comparing them. They both have the exact same goal. So both Nat and Lena, you guys, thank you for letting me share your diet protocol 
protocols and what we're doing to help you guys lose weight. But today looks a little bit different because Nat and Lena both want to lose 10 pounds. However, their diets to help them get there look a little bit different. So we're going to kind of go through and compare each one and the things that we're doing differently. And the whole point of these episodes is for you to take what Lena and what Nat are doing. And if you can see yourself in their shoes, or if you can relate to what they're doing, you can take certain elements and apply it to your own protocol. So we break down you know, what Nat and Lena have been doing prior to working together, um, their biggest struggles, and how we are helping them both achieve their fat loss goal. And so we break it down in a way that you'll be able to take some tidbits and apply them to your own protocol as well. Okay, so first of all, Nat and Lena They both want to lose 10 pounds, but the reason this is so crucial for you guys to know is like, it doesn't matter if you and your best friend have the exact same goal. Even if you have the exact same goal as Lena and Nat, you want to lose 10 pounds, it it's such an individual process to help you get there. So it's, there's no one size fits all approach. That's why you're really going to look at these two ways that we're losing 10 pounds each. And you're going to be like, Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe if I do this, then I'll be able to achieve my goal. Or maybe if I do that, right. So you can kind of take certain things and apply it, but just know that there's not any, there's no one size fits all approach when it comes to achieving your goals. So First, we're going to break down Nat. Nat is currently 170 pounds, and her goal weight is 160 pounds. Lena, on the other hand, her current weight is 150 pounds, and her goal weight is 140 pounds. So both gals want to lose 10 pounds, but more than that, they both agree that they both want to feel confident, they want to look sexy and feel good and fit and did I already say healthy? (laughs) They just want to feel healthy and confident in their skin. When it comes to losing weight with type 1 diabetes, it can be a little challenging because not only are you doing all of the things when it comes to diet and exercise that anyone else would be doing, but on top of that, you're also trying to manage your blood sugars. And There are a few key things that you will definitely want to know if your goal is to lose weight. Number one is making your blood sugars your first priority. And this is so important for a few different reasons. I think it can often also be something that's overlooked, especially when you're working with people that don't really understand diabetes or you're getting information from people who aren't really familiar with the challenges that are also accompanied with having or living with type 1 diabetes. And I say this not because those people don't know what they're talking about, but just from my own experience in the past working with people who didn't really know what type 1 diabetes even was. And so these things weren't really talked about. And when it comes to buying a program or like whatever kind of thing you're doing, it's important to just know that your blood sugars are top priority. And so 
when it comes to low blood sugar specifically and weight loss, this is the number one thing that I see so often. And I see it even for myself when I'm trying to lose weight. It's like when your blood sugar goes low, you don't have a choice. You have to consume extra calories treating low blood sugar. And so a lot of times people think it's insulin that causes weight gain, but it's not insulin. It's actually the number one cause is over consuming calories in a 24-hour period. So tips to avoid low blood sugar. There are six tips here. I'm not going to like go into all of them because they're all inside my ebook and audio training, How to Lose Weight with Type 1 Diabetes, but we cover 12 key steps to losing fat with type 1 and tips to avoid low blood sugar is the number one thing that you will read. There are six tips covering fiber, how exercise affects your blood sugars, knowing your training environment. So your environment when you are exercising, being mindful of your injection site before exercise, and being mindful of insulin on board, and meals pre and post-workout. All of these things are included. So if you haven't checked out this ebook and your goal is weight loss, then this ebook is going to be so beneficial to you. It includes an audio training as well. You can listen to the training while you're walking your dog, while you're cleaning your house, whatever you want to do, or you can just sit down and run through all of these tips. They're super simple and easy to read. So in order to get your hands on this freebie, just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash type one. And I will also link to this in the show notes. All right, let's get back to this episode. So Nat... Well, they they both live fairly sedentary lifestyles just in terms of like what they do for work. So Nat works from home. She works on her laptop. And then Lena is a school teacher and she's currently working from home as well right now. It's quarantine life. So Nat is um, a little bit, her non-exercise activity level is a little bit more than Lena. So Nat has five dogs. And she lives in a rural area, so she does a lot, a lot of walking. Um, Again, her non-exercise activity level is much higher than Lena. Um, And... She works, yeah, she works from home. She works out from home. She works out four to five times per week and she lifts weights. She has a home gym. Um, So she's pretty active even though she works from home on her laptop. And then going to Lena, Lena... uh, Lena lives in the city. She... It's all about that apartment life. She isn't currently working out consistently. She walks through her neighborhoods often. She does a little bit of yoga here and there. She has much lower, her exercise, non-exercise activity level is a lot lower than Nat's, but it's not a big deal at all. Um, But she, yeah, she just feels a little, she said she's feeling a little bit unmotivated right now just to like get her butt into gear. Plus it's getting cold where she lives. Both girls are, their sleep and their stress is pretty good. Um, Nat sleeps well throughout the night. Lena has a little bit of trouble falling asleep at first, but generally gets seven to eight hours. And Nat's biggest struggle right now is lows with exercise. Who can relate to that? (laughs) Um, And 
also just not knowing what to eat because she feels like she eats healthy, but she's not losing any weight. And she's actually gained a little bit of weight over the last six to eight months. So that's a little bit annoying for her. And then Lena, her biggest struggle right now is motivation and motivation to do anything, she says. She feels kind of stuck because she tries to eat in a deficit, but then she falls off the wagon and then she's back where she started. I can also relate to that. (laughs) Um, And then previous history. So Nat was previously going to the gym before COVID and exercising regularly uh, for the last five to six years. She's tried different diets, but never could lose any weight. And she's not tracked her food um, or yeah, she's tracked her food, but hasn't, hasn't weighed her food. If that makes sense. She hasn't used a food scale before. And then Lena previously has tracked her food. She didn't weigh her food previously. She used to count calories and she lost some weight, but then she ended up gaining it all back. So that is where we currently stand. And now we're going to break down what we're doing to help them achieve their goals, but we're going to kind of break everything down just so you guys know, like why all of this stuff is important. So Nat and Lena, they're, even though they both have the exact same goal and you guys, this is really crucial. This is key. Their activity level is different. So therefore the amount of food that they both require is going to be different. So Um, when I say the amount of food, I'm talking about calories because a calorie deficit is the only way that you can lose weight and they both, so they both need a different amount of calories every single day. And they both also need require a different amount of macros, protein, fat, and carbs in order to achieve their goal. And this is so important. So, so, so important. Like this is number one. I cannot stress this enough because the amount of food that your body needs individually in order to lose weight and keep your blood sugar stable. This is all (laughs) going to be different person per person. So you really, really, really got to know your, how many calories your body needs in order to achieve your goals. That's number one. Um, and then once you know that you can figure out like how much protein, fat and carbs your body needs. And this is important because it'll help you achieve your goals. It'll help you keep your blood sugar stable. And just as an example, like we set like obviously Nat and Lena, they both want to lose 10 pounds, but their <laughs> activity level is different. So they're consuming different calories and uh, in order to achieve that exact same goal. Um, and then Nat is also consuming higher protein and carbs because then Lena, because um, the extra protein helps her just stay feeling more full. It's more satiating. Um, she's working out more. She's burning like more energy. So it's just helping her while she's eating less food to feel a little bit more full. And then she's also eating higher carbs because it helps her keep her blood sugar stable. So she's timing a majority of her carb intake around her workouts and around all of her walks per day. And then whereas you look at Lena and Lena is consuming, she's still consuming a lot more protein than she's used to. You guys, protein is super important to when it comes to achieving your goals. Um, but her fat intake is much higher than, uh, like in terms of macro ratios amount than what Nat's consuming because she finds that consuming higher fat intake as opposed to carbs just helps her keep her blood sugars more stable when it comes to her own lifestyle based on like her lifestyle habits currently. So 
you know, there's no one size fits all approach. As long as you first figure out like how many calories your body needs per day, then it makes it much easier to figure out like, okay, you know, this is the amount of protein I need. This is the amount of carbs. This is the amount of uh, fat. And it just makes it so much easier to do that. So then moving on to the things that have really helped. So Nat is consuming, uh, yeah, for her struggles. And this is really important, you guys. So Nat was struggling with low blood sugar while she was exercising. A few things that we've done that have helped her with this is that she's consuming enough carbs before her workout to support the type of activity she's doing and the duration. So uh, aerobic activity will often make your blood sugars go lower. Anaerobic will often make them go higher. And um, Nat, she since she has so many dogs, she's like, part of her warm up to just get herself in the mood to work out was walking her dogs for like 30 minutes. So her blood sugars were always dropping. So by the time she was ready to work out, she's like, Oh my God, I'm eating calories, treating low blood sugar. So she's really just made sure she's consuming enough carbs. She's been mindful of her insulin on board. That's been huge because that wasn't something she was mindful of before. Um, she's been cutting back her bolus 50% before she walks the dogs because that helps her as well. By the time she's done her walk, her blood sugar is stable. And then sometimes she's actually been like, you know what? I'm just going to walk my dogs after I finish my workout because she's noticed that um, because she has a home gym in her garage, when she's lifting weights, it sometimes makes her blood sugars go a little bit higher. So by the time she's done her workout, when she does her like cool down, she'll go walk the dogs or whatever. Her blood sugar is actually in range for the rest of the day. So that's helped. That's been another thing that's helped her out a bunch. Moving on to Lena. So Lena, the few things that have helped with her is, you know, you guys, motivation is such a struggle. Like Lena, you're not the only one that struggles with it. I'm sure you guys can relate. I myself, I'm going through a period. Granted, I have my period where like my motivation is just really tough this week. So it happens to all of us. But a few things that have helped is just having a solid workout plan. So just knowing exactly what Lena's is doing, like, okay, I have all these exercises I need to do. Here's my handful of exercises. I just got to get them done this week. Like this is my goal for the week. And then just having a goal, having a purpose has helped her. Her body feels better. She knows she feels better when she does them and just knowing exactly what she needs to do. She does it. Doesn't matter like when she does it, right? Like she just gets it done that week. She feels so much better and that's just helped motivate her to get it done. Um, and then accountability has been really huge too. She's found that having those weekly check-ins with me and just going over her program and, you know, when she falls off the wagon or she doesn't feel motivated that day, it's like, you know what? It's okay. You're, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Let's just get back on the wagon and keep moving forward. And just having that has helped her just like take a deep breath and be like, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to do this. Right. And because you guys, it happens. Like sometimes you fall off the wagon and just getting back up is the most important thing because in the long span of things, a couple days of like no motivation is not going to be the end of the world. So, um, just that accountability aspect she said has really helped her and we're also different also, but if you are the kind of person that feels like accountability is something that helps you, I mean, 
make a plan, check it off. Like this is what I need to do this week. And then make sure that you're doing it. Um, whatever you need to do, have a, like a friend that's doing the same thing. Keep each other accountable. Maybe use an app. There's so many apps online that can help you like stay in line with your check-ins, like a self-coaching kind of app or, you know, find someone to help you out or like whatever it is for you. But even sometimes making that list of like, okay, these are the exercises I need to do. These are my macros. This is the amount of calories and just go like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Like go through the week and just check it off, you know, have that purpose for the day. That might help, but that's super important. That's been important for Lena. And you guys, the reason why your previous dieting history is so important is because it just helps us know, it helps us know like, this is what you did in the past, but this, but knowing that helps us figure out, okay, this is what we're going to do today that is going to help you achieve your goals and help keep your metabolism a fat burning machine, because that is just so important when your goal is fat loss, right? So all of those things, you know, that you've done six years ago, like how many diets have you tried in the past? Like what have you done? What haven't you done? All of those things can affect what you're doing today. And there's always something that you can do to start getting results. And so if you're also feeling like there's been, you know, <laughs> days and weeks, you're like, damn it, I just can't lose weight. I want you to just flip that around and change your can'ts to cans because there's always a way and you just have to sit down. You have to be really honest with yourself and you have to sometimes just make a plan and realize like looking at Nat and looking at Lena, like not everyone's diet protocol is going to look the same no matter if you're goal is the exact same. So Lena and Nat both want to lose 10 pounds, but as you can see, because their lifestyles are totally different and their, like their amount of food is going to be different. They weigh different amounts to begin with. So their macros and their calories are going to be different. So all of those things you have to take into account. So just know that there's no one size fits all approach and that with the right tools and, you know, just not giving up, you're going to get to where you want to be. All right. So you've got this keep, keep doing your thing. Keep being amazing. I'll talk to you really soon. Bye for now. 